I'm happy they get their month. Although the, I always the gays. Yeah, the whole alphabet. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> I always I always feel bad for people who get a month. It I know just that means, means that we don't. Yeah, that means that we don't do good the rest of the yeah. time. <laughs> well, at least the gays got like a full a full month, unlike the black community. Oh, did I get the full month? They oh, because February is short. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> they, get, the they get the shortest month. <laughs> the shittiest weather. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that the gays are in uh, the summer, though. I feel like that that's appropriate. Gay, well, yeah, no. The summer is is, is uh, gay season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, Undoubtedly. You know, the real super short shorts, cut off shirts, you know. Oh, yeah. Just like the whole queen look. Yeah, my my gayest friend just goes on and on about how much he loves the summer, and he wears the tiniest shorts you've ever seen, and he's just yeah. in his element. I'm happy for him. I am too. Welcome to the Radio Care. I'm your host, Nathan Seal, and each week Jeremy Cohn and I talk about new albums and artists in and around the indie music landscape. This week, it's the BB Slingshot McGee and Dakota Fanning collaboration we've all been waiting for. <laughs> Talking Slingshot Dakota's new record, Heavy Banding, next on the Radio Care. Hey, Jerry. What's up, buddy? Not much. Of course, BB Slingshot McGee, uh, longtime <laughs> blues legend. Oh, nice callback. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you had said it in a text um, BB Gun Carolina. I yeah. liked that. <laughs> It took me a minute. I was like, what in the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and then it made me think, I was like, hmm, I need to think of uh, like different alternative names for this band because BB Gun Carolina uh, really amused me. And then I just <laughs> totally dropped the ball on that. I did not do it. <laughs> Maybe like uh, Super Soaker Florida. Mm. Super Soaker, Soaker Florida is legitimately good. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. What do you think the name means, Slingshot Dakota? Do you think it's just like random? I think that shit's random as hell. Yeah. I think someone like said it or they saw it written somewhere. Like, that's a good band name. Slingshot Dakota. Do you think that's a person? Like, uh, you know. <gasps> that would be great. I wish like I knew Like in the Wild Wild West, old Slingshot Dakota. <laughs> I imagined it more as like a modern day person who like this is like a weird old guy that hangs out at a bar. That slingshot down there. That's old slingshot don't, Dakota, don't, and you're like, what? Don't mess with slingshot. <laughs> He'll take your eye out. <laughs> He's got it in his back pocket, like Bart Simpson style. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he's just old and crusty as hell. Uh, I love the uh, Jesus slingshot that I sent you. Oh, that was wonderful. That. <laughs> <laughs> Crucifix Jesus with the with the two holes in his hands, and then you put mm -hmm. the you put the rubber band through. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. Do they like lower his head? I feel like that could his head could obstruct your uh, your pellet or your rock or what have you that you have in there. Your firecracker. I mean, you got to get used to every slingshot. Uh, every true. slingshot's different, but I, you know, I think it's more of a gag gift. Somebody who. Mm. Fancies a slingshot and some <laughs> blasphemy. Yeah. <laughs> so really the perfect gift for either of us. <laughs> yeah. I like a slingshot. 
I'd, I'd forget that it was in my back pocket and sit down. Right? And you'd be like, impale oh, myself. Jesus. Like uh, George's dad with uh, Fusili Jerry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so there's a. Um, this is exciting. There's uh, the Brooklyn Cyclones. They're a single A mm -hmm. baseball team that plays mm -hmm. in Coney Island. They have uh, multiple theme nights every uh, season. Get people in. No there. way. There's a slingshot night. <laughs> there is. Like there is a Fusilli Jerry night. <laughs> oh, fun! That's We're hilarious. Going. We're going. Oh man! First, first, like 500 people in get a free Fusilli Jerry. So we're going early. Oh, you got to you got to do it. We are. We are. Got to stand in line for that shit. I my first thought was like, hmm, I somehow need to acquire an extra one of these and send it to Nate. <laughs> well, well if two of you are going, then you know, you as a couple can have one. That's true. I'll take Julie's. <laughs> I'll steal it from her and send it to you. <laughs> yeah. We'll have she one for remember. the apartment. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. I like that. I'll, I'll, I'll have it right there when I'm podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be like the, the shit on people's desks when they do, you know, late night or um, yeah. like a cow herd or whatever. I feel like I've tried to do that with my desk for the whole uh, podcasting thing we do here. And it just, it just mm -hmm. ends up being just a big pile of fucking garbage and change. Yeah, kind of a metaphor Doesn't for your life. Doesn't look decorative. But. Yeah, it's indicative <laughs> of some things. Good intentions, but yeah. <laughs> in the end, a pile of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. Sorry. <laughs> that's, 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 I'm making fun of you. as a, I'm laughing at you instead of opposed to laughing with you, which is probably well, mean, but still. I think you took it well. I think <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not opposed to it. I meant that in a self-deprecating way when I said it. So I can't be mad at you for piling on. <laughs> good. But good. also fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the band actually is a um husband and wife couple. I like that. A two-piece a two of, piece. As of now, I guess. You would well, think, listening to it, there's a very large band going on. I they, know. They bring a lot of sound. A lot of sound. Now, I, I didn't find much on this record, so I'm just going to read the bio um, from Spotify, but it's them talking about themselves, so it's got to be pretty accurate, I would imagine. Yeah. With the energy and sound of a full four-piece band, Carly Commando and Tom Patterson create unapologetic, heavy pop tracks that showcase their years of experience and punk influences. The ten songs that construct heavy banding cover several themes with a main focus on Slingshot Dakota's professional frustrations in music, friendships and the heartache that can come with it, and family. The band saw the album as a moment to express their impenitent, impenitent, impenitent. I've ne my truth has never been impenitent. <laughs> it's been impertinent, <laughs> <laughs> but never impenitent. Uh, like the track "Louder," an impactful anthem of synths, voices, and beats. They use deep emotions to express the feeling of getting lost in the boys club that is the music industry. And equally scathing and hopefully response to the 
reverberation still felt from the 2016 presidential election. We'll just throw that in there. It's about the election, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is about the election, ultimately. <laughs> and gay rights and women's mm-hmm. rights. Black Lives Matter. It's it's about all that. Just throw that into Louder. And that's that's that song. Yeah. Uh, louder is a rallying cry for inclusion and perseverance in the face of unprecedented injustice. Mm. Wow. I churched that shit up. Churched it right up. You did. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> <laughs> you clearly missed your calling. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, before we get into this, let's we're having some fun with the band names. Uh, Carly Commando? Is that I a know, real name? Only one M. I feel like she would have gotten a lot of, where's your underwear, Carly? Kind of jokes and... Yes. <laughs> School. So I went the high road. That's you know? yeah. No, that, good for you. <laughs> Do we think this is a real name though? Yeah, I think it's her real name because it only has one M. I think Commando has two M's. It does, but oh man! Not only do you have the alliteration, like like that sounds like a name someone would have in like a Steven Seagal movie or something. Carly Commando. Carly Commando, or it would have been the name of like, uh, like a no, like the girl a farcical that, like early '90s comedy. It's like the girl that pops out of the cake and under siege. Uh, Two, <laughs> yeah. one. I can't remember, but uh, Carly Commando. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Steven Seagal. <laughs> Sorry, Carly. We have not not done well here. <laughs> no, we have not. Uh, <laughs> Seemed like a nice couple, though. I know. I was curious too when I, I saw the album cover. I was like, "Oh, are the are the, first of all are these the people in the band? I assume they are. They are lovely romantic cover, and ultimately, I think a kind of romantic album in a good way. I enjoy it. Yeah, I think so. I, I think there's uh, a lot of different things going on here. You know, with the I uh, I could hear the boys' club thing and louder. Um, and uh, the friendship thing is definitely like in North Shore. So mm-hmm. I picked out a few things. But yeah, for the most part, I think it's a positive record. Yeah, it seems hopeful love. a lot mm-hmm. of the time. Uh, yeah. Is, what I, I like, I, I, actually, I actually like this album a lot, uh, <laughs> despite all of our. <laughs> Stupid little jokes about names and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, we're small people, but this is a really good album. And yeah, it, it is, <laughs> and I, I, I think it's an interesting blend of styles. Like you get these like two piece bands, uh, mm-hmm. like you know the White Stripes or maybe the Black Keys, and they like rock hard like them, but they they kind of insert some different fun things. A lot of things with keys, whether it be like synths or pianos or organs. Mm-hmm. I think there was some car keys, like shaking car keys loop on there too. Mm. If I'm not mistaken, some found sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lots of keys, lots and lots of keys. No, I I agree. I, you know, I think that the, the other. Sorry, that took me a minute. <laughs> At first, I was just like, "Yeah, totally." I bet, I bet there's errors there. <laughs> I, I think there are a lot of um, comparisons too to like Sylvanesso and. Mm-hmm. Tacky Annie and and um, uh, those kind of two piece, uh, yeah. But this kind of uh, is is more in the middle. It has the synthiness, but it's not electric pop. 
Um, but it's not like full on, you know, blues guitar. No, like, no. I, I, I feel like the rock moments are, are not as blues. They're more like kind of like grungy or punk. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Bloodville in the first uh, one that we're going to talk about, I think it's like the second one after kind of an mm-hmm. intro. Yeah. A little, um, that, I really liked the moon, which is the first one. And I, and I feel like that uh, it, it goes really well with North Shore, the last um, song mm. on the, the album. And I'll talk about that when we get to it. Um, this one screams dad rock to me, like kind of oh. like a Bruce Hornsby cut with a little five for fighting. You like that? <laughs> oh, I remember Five for Fighting. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right up Dad Rock Alley. I, um, <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the synths like really ring out to the night air and then it breaks into that heavy percussion, that real vibrant piano. I just love that vibrant piano. That's what I do too. And it, I feel like it shows up a lot on this record. I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of it and, it. and I was super into it when it showed up on this track. Um, but yeah, like, this it, sounds like band music, not two piece, like you know. Yeah, yeah. Girl guy music. Yeah, totally. Um, I like the the opening of it. it was like like almost like dreamy type of mm-hmm. synth. Uh, it made me think of something you might see, like. <laughs> it would fit well on like a v- VHS tape from the eighties. Like, like, the little like static lines through it go nice in there, but then gets like really propulsive with the guitars and the the keys again. Yeah, the the chorus is pure power pop, Mm -hmm. and um, I I really love her her voice. She really has uh, a commando of the song with her voice. You know, she's not drowned out by all the other percussions yeah. and, and guitars. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a real, you know, beautiful belter. Absolutely. And I, and I, I think you see it a little bit more on uh, later tracks, but it's a nice introduction mm-hmm. after the little intro track to it. Yeah, it's a fantastic song. And like I said, not uh, completely in keeping with uh, all of the songs on the record there are some like differences here i really like like louder yes. for instance that is a real charlie uh charlie bliss vibe to me i i agree it, it, like, you got that real like it's like a pretty heavy like real fuzzy guitar in very there. fuzzy yeah very, very fuzzy. fuzzy which i i i'm all for it uh, not uh, not too much fuzz in the old indie rock nowadays, I don't feel. Not like you got with like the grunge days, certainly. No, supposedly they're known for their fuzz. And so actually, uh, Blood Villain was probably a little bit of a, a cleaner thing mm-hmm. than they usually do. This is more punky and defiant. If they have yep. punk influences, I can hear them here. Uh, this is total fuck you to the boys club music industry. You know, you don't like us, yeah. fuck it. We'll just get keep getting louder I like that. Yeah. I, I really like that too, and I, I like uh, she really like really belts it with the vocals on this, which I'm a huge fan of. Yeah, and, it's like an ending anthem where it's just like this kind of battle cry. Yeah, and I feel like uh, this to me is like the most straightforward, like real like 
rocking song on here. I mean, it's a very heavy album with like just tons of rock on it, but yeah. this one I feel like uh, stays in that place for the most part. Like there's not as many like synth or like piano flourishes in it. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's um, straightforward. <laughs> he did say rallying cry, or cry, and I said paddle cry. So it literally is a rallying cry. <laughs> I feel like it's rallying around rock and roll though more than yeah. inclusion and whatnot. But and it, I, I really like I'll rally around. Yeah, <laughs> that that like refrain towards the end. The we'll just keep getting louder. I feel like that's a great like sing along moment for a concert. Oh, absolutely. That's a, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like that. That's the. We'll just keep getting louder. You don't like us. Yeah. We'll just keep getting louder. We'll just keep getting louder. <laughs> that's not it. I had it. I had it in my head, and then Those when it the came words. out, it was. I had the tune in my head, but then when it came out, it was different. That's okay. Does that happen to you? No, I, <laughs> I you probably don't try time. to sing songs to get the people to remember I, them. No. <laughs> that was my go-to. You know, you know that song, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hit the east side of the LBC. Come on, you know it. Yeah, you, on you have always been one to do that, like in your normal life, and also on this podcast multiple <laughs> times. Yeah, you know that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know you know it. I know you know it. Uh, Casino Night. I like this. This one, um, I feel like this, a, a lot of times on this album, they like the songs start very abruptly, which I'm a huge yeah. fan of. Always have been. That's how loud it was for sure. This is a, yeah, this is a great abrupt start. But then it like, but it's not just like going into like big ass guitars and drums. You got mm-hmm. those fucking like old school like church organs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what they said about it. A song that would please fans of both Carly Rae Jepsen and Julian Baker. What do you think about that? I like that. Uh, I One of the things I thought about it that I wrote down here is that I feel like this is like really scratching the surface for them uh, of their potential to make like a massive pop hit.
I agree. I think it's the most successful song on the record. I think it's the mm-hmm. best one. Um, it, I mean, it's, it's a grower. It's got that real gospel, but like in a soulful way, gospel sound to it. There's definitely more space on it. I love how there's like this space that's kind of opened up. Yeah. Uh, in between like the loudness. Um, again, her voice kind of takes on a little bit of a different thing. Like in louder, it was kind of like this impish 90s <laughs> kind of girly voice. And, and this one is kind of soft and building and it's it's very nice. And uh, yeah, I mean, I just think that like the bridge towards the end is just killer. Fucking yeah. killer. It is fantastic. And I and I like that like with as much noise as they make as a two piece, this is really the one for me where her voice is like really at the forefront of the song. And I think sure. she fucking kills it. She has like these like some like little different affectations in her voice and they all mm-hmm. like really come through on this one. Yeah, they said it, uh, soothing gospel organ and a tense backbeat slowly erupting into a vibrant confessional. That's that, that's that back half that I was talking about. It gets really intense mm-hmm. and her voice kind of meets up with that. You can, it, you like take this journey with her, uh, yeah. where it's more contemplative and then it goes to just like this pure confessional place. Yeah, this is, this is a great song. I probably, I, I think I probably agree. This is the best song in the album. And, and I think it's interesting in how it maybe points at where they might go in the future. Mm-hmm. Well, I have like a 16,000 monthly listeners. I was really surprised. I th- I th- this is a nice sound. Yeah, absolutely. So that must be one of some of their frustrations. Yeah. I feel like they're good, but they can't break through. Well, they've made it onto the radio cure, so they've made it, man. <laughs> Consider yourself made. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even worry about it anymore, guys. You're yeah. you're, you're just riding the gravy train now. <laughs> oh, if that were only true. <laughs> Sorry, people. <laughs> Who are you apologizing so, to? The bands. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to everyone we've ever discussed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we didn't do you justice. We probably made fun of you in a real kiddish way. Mm-hmm. In a very immature head. Uh... <laughs> like making fun of your name or something stupid like that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> it's like the, the opposite of the old uh, Colbert bump. You get talked about on here. It's like, eh, I don't care. The Radio Cure Slump. There it is. Mm. Mm. So Casino Night might be the best song on here, but I think North Shore is my favorite. I mean, it's dope as hell. There's just something about the leaving home narrative that always gets Mm me. Uh, This, of course, is from like the perspective of the one that stays, but there's still that kind of... You know, walking away mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Um, it, it ends the record, and it, it's like a story of an ending where somebody's walking away. I, it's just a great way to do it. And, of course, I'm a sucker for a uh, strong piano ballad. Oh, I know. And uh, like I was saying earlier, the, the, a lot of their songs like start in a little slower, more minimalist place, and then get real big and go to this like big like rock point. 
I feel like this is this song is the best execution of that because it like the slower like piano ballad part starts like it, it goes on a little bit longer than in a lot of these songs and then it so goes the point to where you're not expecting it yeah like to where you're like oh they're not actually gonna do it and then they do do yeah. it and then it's not just your straightforward like grungy like power pop type of place is actually like a little chaotic and noisy which I like a lot yeah it's fantastic it's like this release of aggression from her voice right before that where she's just screaming out into the air yeah uh, with nothing accompanying you know promise you'll visit me right promise you'll visit me Mm -hmm. And and then it just explodes into like this energy. like casino night there's like elements to this uh apart from like the real like noisy like guitar heavy parts that make me really think that they could they could put out a really massive pop hit yes they absolutely could i mean they have uh the that that uh skill to uh, to, to really kind of like play with your emotions and, and kind of play with the strong structure and, and have surprises in there and big moments and small moments. I think you need all of that kind of mm-hmm. crafted together uh, in just that right way for a perfect pop song. I, I, I do feel like North Shore, even though we came very close to not talking about it tonight, is probably the we best did. example of these two styles that they blend, I think, pretty well throughout the album. Absolutely. If not super blended in this one, it's kind of one or the other, which is what I yeah, love about it. It's just like a yeah. boom. Yeah, there's like yeah, there's like part face. one and part two of this yeah. that are yeah. I have Spotify on repeat albums, and so when it comes to the end of the album, instead mm-hmm. of like playing you know, that fucking pisses me off when Spotify tries to pick a song for me after what I've been listening to. I know. I, th- I just hate I it. Think, I think we discussed so this mad. before, but literally at the end of every album I ever listened to for a while, it would play a Yola Tango song. <laughs> I know. That's what pisses me off. And I was I'm like, like well, how is this all connected to Yola Tango? I, I don't know. Get it's it. like, is it, like, am I missing like some like great pattern in this fucking simulation that we live in or something <laughs> that all leads back to Yola Tango? Should I have ah, been listening to more? It's just a lazy algorithm. That's what it is. <laughs> like a Get a job guy. algorithm. <laughs> but anyway, so it comes back around to the front, and I, I, I really began to realize as it played through because I listen to this album a lot. It's really easy to listen to. It, it just is. like goes, and I'm like, oh, I'm at the end of the album again. Every yeah. song is pretty good. I mean, I don't really have a song that I'm like, eh, no thanks. Yeah, it's not. It's not one that you're gonna like take your phone out of your pocket to skip a track, which is yeah, actually a huge compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And so I, I really realized the symmetry between the first and the last song. They're both kind of these piano ballads. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one doesn't go to this crashy place, of course. Yeah. Uh, but it does have a little bit uh, in there. And it's just this really nice kind of bookending of the of the record. Yeah, that's nice. It, it's that like that sort of thing is like almost like a nice little Easter egg to reward someone for just listening to something straight through. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the piano. I always pick up on the piano. I just not very many people do the piano heavy stuff as much. I feel like, or we don't listen to it. I guess I'm sure there's tons of people that do it, but. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, well, I, we, I, we tend to listen to more like straightforward rock bands. Yeah, but I feel I feel nice. like a good example of that is one of our most beloved bands, though, is Spoon. Ben Spoon oh. Spoon tosses that in there, and it's always so wonderful. Oh yeah, that's the way that we are. Way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that song. You know that song. You know it. <laughs> That's the best. That's the best piano. The way we get by. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I love it because you you know exactly what song it is right when the first like three notes in. I know, and it's so exciting. <laughs> I love spoon oh so much. I've I've gotten I've like been like super drunk and tried to explain to Julie so many times how <laughs> Spoon is the greatest American rock band of our generation, and she's like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they'll they'll age well, honestly. I think so too. Julie also has told me before. She's like, "Well, no women like Spoon," which I've which is yet to be. <laughs> women love Spoon. <laughs> no women like Spoon. I think she might be right. <laughs> there was a women loving Spoon at the concert we were at. Hmm. They're good-looking gents. That's what I'm saying. Are they? I feel like Britt Daniels is a real weird-looking motherfucker. That bass player, I had a cre- I had a man crush on him. He yeah, we talked about that before. He looked like Michael C. Hall, the Dexter guy. Britt Daniels looks like the shapeshifter on Deep Space Nine. Do you remember that show? Star Trek. <laughs> I, no, but I know it's Star Trek. So yeah, he does look like a fucking alien. Probably right. <laughs> look up the shapeshifter on Deep Space Nine. Okay. I can't remember his name. And Britt Daniels. <laughs> I believe it. He's fucking weird looking. Yeah. Yeah. Well smooth skinned. <laughs> smooth skinned but also pointy. Yeah, pointy and smooth. That's what I always think of aliens. Like do you ever notice how smooth the skin of aliens are? Well, that's because they're like adv- living in a super advanced technology with like probably super advanced skincare. The future is going to Brazil. Do you think they wax yeah. that shit? Is that what you're saying? It's like a cultural thing. They're as hairy yeah, as they're us, not, but they, they're they, not they naturally hairless. <laughs> they're a waxing culture. Yeah. No, I get, that makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> no, I get that. A lot of silk sheets. Or maybe, or maybe they waxed for so long that they're just naturally that way now. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like they've uh, evolved into mm-hmm. not having hair anymore because they didn't need it. Yeah. Like, we're fucking warm. We don't need to be out in the environment. All aliens are fucking indoor kids. Anytime I see aliens on shows and they have, like, these really super advanced ships and stuff, I'm like, you cannot build this shit with tentacles. I, I, like, you're not convincing me these fucking tentacles are, like, bug little hands that you're going to build this shit. 
Yeah, right. That's true. They're not built properly. That's what bothers me about it. You need, There's no way they could do the physical things that they've done. I mean, I feel like the assumption should be that they probably have machines building everything for them, right? But who built the machines? Oh, that's a very good question. <laughs> you just blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Maybe they've had such high technology for so long and haven't actually had to work that their mm. body just kind of turns to jelly. Yeah. Like, if we get so advanced as a society, we'll start, like, not having bones anymore because we're mm. just, like, these little game-playing slobs. Yeah. But we don't have to use our fingers anymore. We just play it with our minds. Yeah. That's true. They so do- everything, everything turns to mush. <laughs> so, really, so we could probably just, like, whoop the shit out of these alien societies in, like, any athletic competition. Assuming yes. they couldn't control our minds and, and stop us from winning. Like pure no. physical competition, we would beat the shit out of them. Yeah, we should challenge them to a tickle fight or something. Space Jam, dude. That's what that's all about. <laughs> we'll just challenge them to a game of basketball. We'll get Michael Jordan. We'll get Bugs Bunny. All the greatest athletes of our time. Bugs Bunny. Porky Pig. No, it's going to be LeBron James and R. Kelly this time. R. Kelly's on the team. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't he the one that did Space Jam last time? Oh, God. <laughs> no. He probably sexually assaulted fucking Lola Bunny. Mm, Lola Bunny. Or maybe she's not young enough. No, a little too hairy for him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that does it for this time. Thanks for listening to the Radio Gear. I have been Nathan Seal. <laughs> <laughs> we have a family of bunnies that live under our deck now. It's really cute. It's like we have this little wild bunny family living in our yard. That's fun. Is your son into them? Is he into excited? bunnies? <laughs> oh my god! I just think all kids are into bunnies. But yeah, he yeah, likes the bunnies. But he's like he's like aware of them. Does he go like visit them? Mm-hmm. He starts to name them like Flopsy and Mopsy because we uh, we read him the Beatrix Potter books. I mean, that's trouble. He's going to see one of them shits fucking dead in the street soon. He's going to get run over. I know. I'm a little worried about it. One was just sitting out in the middle of the street like a baller the other day. Like, was, yeah, once you, like, name an animal, you have a connection there. That's going to be trouble. It's all in the naming. You can't name something you're going to eat either. Correct. That's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, you don't, like, name... Fucking pigs you're going to slaughter. Exactly. Unless you, like, I don't know, name them after, like, ex-girlfriends or something. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like a good... You know what I mean? Or somebody that you don't... Like, you're like, yeah, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. (laughs) You fucking pig. (laughs) (laughs) Your your fucking farming situation turns into some sort of fucked up revenge fantasy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, eat that shit, fat ass. I don't know. Eat that shit good. I'm going to yeah. eat your ass yeah. after I kill you, motherfucker. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> Fuck you, Carl. You start, you start talking to a fucking animal that way, though. I think eventually you're probably going to fuck it. Oh, yeah. Hate fuck it? That makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's like, you eat no. that slop, Carl. That's good call. You get down there in the mud. You like, start thinking that shit looks kind of good. You don't want to start down a path that leads to pig fucking. (laughs) 
No, that's a bad path. Okay. <laughs> so, I wanted to end a little on a higher note there. Well, we certainly did. We ended it with pig fucking. Yeah. Pigs don't really have hair either. All right. I think that does it for us this time. Check out Heavy Banding and tell us what you think of the record by leaving us a review on iTunes. Follow the link in the show notes to all the reviews and music used in this episode to our website, theradiocurepod.com. Till next time, I've been Nathan Seal. With me was Jeremy Cohen. Thanks for listening to The Radio Cure. I got distracted. I sometimes get distracted while you're reading that. I'm like, hmm. I forget. I, I forget. I, my beloved uh, high register buy is so necessary for the end of these episodes. Bye. Bye. <laughs>